BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing Teenage Fire. AI credit scores, and a new reason to hate gift cards. That's right, Joel. This is our Friday Flight episode where we're going to tackle some different headlines, some different stories that we came across this week, specifically how they're going to affect your money. But first your of all, personal finances. Your, your cash and your wallet. That's right. But, oh, your nose is looking a little red, man. Is it? Uh, uh, like you rode over here and you're <laughs> kind of cold outside. Yeah, it's a little nippy. I, so yeah, on that note, there, there's, this, there's this one thing, I think, when it comes to how people can stay warm when they're biking this winter, because fortunately in Atlanta, it doesn't get ridiculously cold like i can't imagine living in the twin cities and biking every single day and i'm, I'm sure i'd get used to it but it's, at least it's painful yeah when as, it's that cold as a southerner it it doesn't sound appealing uh but <laughs> it's, it gets cold enough down here i mean when you're riding you've got the regular temperature but then when, the faster you go the worse that it gets you know yeah. like that, that wind chill gets kicking and uh all of a sudden you're your nose is numb. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think if, if you're looking for like literally one item worth purchasing that makes a big difference in how warm you feel when you're biking, obviously a nice jacket is helpful. Like don't wear short socks. I like have long socks. But if there's like one one item that maybe most people don't think about, it's a balaclava. 
You know what those are? It sounds Russian. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically the things they, they pull all the way over your head, and they go, they warm your neck, they like warm the, uh, the, the top uncle, of your head. The uncle from, uh, what's his, what's his, uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Lampoon's Christmas. I don't know if I've ever seen that somehow. I are need to serious? watch that. Yeah. Like, that's not the, uh, the that's leather. That's classic. I feel like I'm missing out. I think that's also maybe called a balaclava, but maybe, it's not what you're talking about. Right. I, I know what you're talking, you're talking about more like the athletic version that goes over your entire head, right? Exactly. So we'll, okay. we'll post a link to one of the show notes, but I was looking on Amazon just to see what they go for, and you can get one for seven bucks. And I was like, that is a, a, a well-spent seven dollars if it keeps you on your bike mm-hmm. more during this winter, and it'll cover, you know, your mouth if you want. I hate it covering my mouth. I feel like I can't breathe as well. Yeah. But you, you can cover your mouth and nose. It goes um, just kind of down below your hairline and it's one of those things where it's like for seven bucks if it's going to keep you on your bike make it happen yeah i was going to say gloves because for me that's the number one thing that keeps me biking throughout the winter because i don't care if my face gets a little bit cold i just I don't know, zip the uh, my jacket up a, a little bit higher but having your your dude your hands that's that's your connection to the bike that's and true. you, you got to make sure that you have a good uh solid grip that you I'm can shift the gears that you can hit the brakes definitely wearing gloves too of course yeah yeah uh, that goes a long way but for me, I don't think I can put anything else over my head to get under my helmet because as I've grown my hair out so over the past year, my helmet, it barely fits now. And I kind of have to <laughs> wiggle it on there. Uh, but we'll see how long uh, this long hair lasts right, anyway. Let me, let me know if you need me to give you a trim too. I can uh, make that happen. You, I think you do a good job. <laughs> All right. Well, I let, would trust you. Let's move on. Let's get to the Friday flight and the stories we found interesting this week. First up, Matt, is that teenage fire story. Let's it, hear it. There was an article in the New York Post and it the, was- uh, the, the fire crowd just keeps getting younger and younger. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like the fire is spreading to the youth, and it was it was a fun read. There's this like ten year old entrepreneur named Pixie Curtis, which I thought was a great name too. And apparently, she can retire at age fifteen if she wants to. That's at least according to her mom. <laughs> so yeah, the fire movement continues to get realer. And you know what? It's funny. So many people who pursue fire end up vlogging or podcasting about it too. So I can't wait for Pixie's podcast to. Uh, I'm, I'm looking hit forward Google to her podcasts. memoir when she hits twenty. <laughs> <laughs> the life I've lived. Yes, it's going to be fun. You're like, wait, what? You're, you're twenty years old. <laughs> but what has she done? I guess to get to this point, well, she started a successful toy and accessory business. She sold over two hundred thousand dollars worth of product the first month that she was even in business. Yeah, mind blowing. Which is cool and her mom talked about how proud she is of her daughter's entrepreneurial spirit of course that's awesome and worth celebrating uh what a wonderful thing i would say to help your kids see the power of starting a business early on i think that's a perfect age like age 10 11 12 to Mm -hmm. help your kids start a business to see that there are so many options out there for you in this world to serve other people and then to make money doing it my guess is matt the pixie is not actually going to retire at age 15 because what do you do when <laughs> all your friends are in high school? And that sounds kind of boring. Uh, but And I would say half the fun of business ownership is building something cool that uh, and the creativity that comes alongside of it. Yeah. So that's part of the problem I, we have consistently said with the FIRE movement is that what's the fun in actually retiring um, in there's definitely not much fun, I would say, about retiring at the age of 15. Yeah, I mean, starting a business, entrepreneurship, we think, I mean, obviously, a lot of folks aren't going to be able to immediately hit fire in five years after starting a business. Right. But especially for kids, I think being able to learn some of these lessons this early on is huge. Like, I see two major lessons that kids can learn by doing something like this. First of all, like hard work uh, and the ability to earn money. That is such a 
basic and but but not not basic like in a simple way but like a foundational everything else needs to kind of be built upon this idea yeah. that if you don't work uh if you do not find some way to contribute to society you don't get uh and that is a lesson that obviously you want your kids to learn you want them to be productive not, not, not only teenagers but adults that's my first lesson the second lesson though is the autonomy uh the ability for a kid that young to learn that you don't have to necessarily go down this path that's set before you of working for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, in a job that you don't necessarily love, the ability to have agency and make changes to your life, I think are massive. And I think the earlier that you're able to start thinking this way, the better. Yeah. I, and I think that is the last thing you said. In in my mind, the best thing that the fire movement has produced is it's, it's told a lot of people, actually, like what everyone has told you, you need to do with your life. That's not true. Yep. And so yep. it's it, the, the positive spin. It's some, some people, it is a hatred of work. And it's like, I got to get out of there as quickly as possible. And for other people, it is truly that ability to say like, no, 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 I just don't have to do, uh, take the same route that everyone else is taking. And I want more choice in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, let's say that you didn't retire in high school, though, (laughs) (laughs) which Uh, neither of us did, sadly. Maybe you're looking for a new job. Uh, there is this one trend in the job market that you should avoid at all costs. And you've definitely heard this term before, ghosting. Uh, there have been a few articles about this phenomenon recently, uh, but people are canceling interviews last minute or worse. They're, they're not even showing up. Some folks are not even just showing up to like their first day of work. They're not even saying that, oh, by the way, I quit before I even started. Okay, so I've got just one quick story. One of my, okay. one of my friends, back in the day, I think I've talked about working in the Eckerd Photo Lab, which was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Had, and he quit with a piece of paper uh, left on like the photo machine, <laughs> and it's just a terrible way to leave, right? I mean, but also if you're when you're a teenager, that's not it's the not kind of haunt you in the same way. Yeah, it's not the kind of lesson that I want to teach my kids, but it's certainly something that folks are basically doing today, and that's a problem because I mean the, the world it's smaller than you think it is. If you found another gig or, or you just aren't interested in this job anymore, like I, that's totally fine, that's okay. But there's a way to back out of an interview or even a job offer with respect and then there's ghosting and so if you do that you are just you're, you're hurting your, your reputation in the industry uh, you might be burning some bridges unnecessarily that's a big reason why we don't call it fu money we call it peace out money because it's not about sticking it to whoever you were working for it's not about sticking it to the man but it's about being excited about moving towards something else that you have the ability to politely say Peace out. Yeah, but this is true for companies uh, as well because they do a poor job with this. Uh, we we saw this recently. Uh, the online mortgage company Better they fired those what nine hundred folks in uh, a zo- you know, like a one way Zoom call. Like, yeah, which is. Uh, like, it's almost comical because you could just imagine people being like, wait, what? And just like screaming at their computers, <laughs> furious with but this company. But they're all on mute and yeah. they can't be <laughs> Yes, exactly. So when, I, when I read that story, I was just, uh, one, I thought Better was a cool company and it just completely destroyed yes. the way oh, I dude. viewed them. Yeah, 100%. It completely has changed how I view that company. But if you want to turn down a job, even just a brief email to cancel the interview or to opt out of an application process, and who knows, you know, that might go a long ways in helping you to get a job in that company in the future or another company uh, if folks there happen to move on. You don't want to ghost people. You don't want to burn those bridges. It's not not worth it. Like It doesn't take a whole lot to say, hey, thanks for the job offer, but I found something else. Or, hey, thanks for this interview opportunity, but it turns out I'm going in a different direction. Like That's a pretty simple thing to do, and it's the right thing to do. Uh, But Matt, uh, speaking of jobs, there was an article about 
public displays of resignation in the New York Times. Kind of kind of on this line where... Yeah, not just sticking it to your boss, but then telling everybody about how you stuck it to the boss. <laughs> yeah. And I guess if you were a better employee, I might be posting about that too. And, and be like... And by better, is, you mean better.com exactly. employee. Yeah, yeah. I might be like, this is ridiculous. Not cool. That yeah. I just got fired over Zoom alongside hundreds of my other colleagues. But more people are denigrating their former employer or their boss, specifically on social media these days. And like you just said, it's okay to quit uh, your job or to change your mind before you decide to take a job. But there's no need to be a jerk when you're quitting, flinging mud all over you know the interwebs and you know tweeting about how uh, you hate your employer, <laughs> anything like that. Like it, it, similarly to ghosting, this is going to hurt you in the long run, uh, especially as more and more employers take stock of your social media history. They don't want to hire someone who has been talking trash about their former employer because you know what. They know they're going to be next in line exactly. to get thrown under the bus. Yeah, yeah. They don't want their uh, their business to be a part of the next uh, quick talk that, that that person happens to put out. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and this totally reminded me, Matt, actually, of one of my first job interviews for a job that I was at for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And they asked me about my former employer, and they knew the guy I worked for. They told me this after the fact was notoriously difficult to work with. Oh, and really? So they asked <laughs> about my relationship with him and. I wasn't. I didn't lie, but I was also. I mostly said the good things yeah. um, because I didn't want to talk trash about this guy. And I did learn a lot in that first job that I had. But it was one of those things where they told me after the fact. That's a huge part of the reason we decided to hire you because nice. we know that he was hard to work with, and you made it sound like it wasn't the worst thing ever. And you're, we appreciated you're, that. You're a peacemaker, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, if you've got two qualified candidates, one is okay looking, you know, like you are. <laughs> no, no. If let's, let's say they're both beautiful, you and this other applicant. But yeah, if the other applicant was just talking trash the whole time, the ability to be diplomatic when it comes to your work relationships like that, I think certainly will go a long way. That doesn't surprise me that they hired you anyway. Even if you'd been the, the trash talker, I would have hired you. <laughs> uh, but uh, dude, so the, you, we're talking about jobs here. The most recent jobs report actually had this interesting uh, dichotomy because hiring slowed for many employers, but evidently many individuals came back to the job market as overall employment was actually up. And so how can that be? Well, it turns out many folks are quitting to start their own businesses, to start their own thing. Uh, Entrepreneurship is up in a big way. You know, we just talked about this with Pixie. Business applications have skyrocketed over the past 15 months or so. Uh, Etsy, they report that the number of sellers has tripled over the past two years. Just overall, the number of self-employed workers is higher than it has been in 11 years. And all of these things point to uh, a job market that is changing in a significant way. And while you know starting your own business, it is not for everyone. We totally get that. But having more small businesses, we think, is a good thing for our country. I should have mentioned this a second ago. We we're talking about Pixie. This makes me think of our daughter, Evie, because Kate uh, and the girls, they're out in a store. Uh, and it's kind of like one of these stores where they've got some stuff by like a brand that is sells nationally, but they also have like a lot of local stuff. And they saw these woven uh, like hot pad trivets. And Kate pointed that out and was like, Evie, look at that. And it was literally what Evie has been making. She recently was gifted uh, like this little hot pad trivet maker, like where you make these little 
I don't know, like maybe eight by eight squares, uh-huh. uh, and you make these weavings, use different colors. Boom, it's a hot pad. <laughs> they had it listed for thirty bucks, and Kate was just like, "Hey, if you make me one of these in some different colors, maybe we'll gift them to some friends and family, and I'll pay you ten dollars for every one of them that you make." And so they worked out a deal. Uh, I, I can't exactly remember how it is that Evie's going to be paying for the supplies. I can't remember if they front loaded it and then she's going to kind of pay off the supplies, or if she's just going to get less of a cut per item that she makes. But she's totally into it, man. She's making, uh, I think she's already made like two or three of them. Maybe y'all will get one. (laughs) I surprised. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I surprised. But they're really cool. Uh, And it's just another great way. Again, she's only eight, but the ability to instill within the mind of a kid that this is something that you can do. You have control over your future. That is huge. Yeah. So she's a part of this entrepreneurial trend, which is great. (laughs) Well, I I think she's doing it under the radar. She doesn't have a license yet. I guess the question is, at what what time is she going to fire? Is she going to be like 19, (laughs) 20? Like, when's that going to come down the pike? 12, 13. (laughs) Okay. All right. Start her young. She's going for it. All right. Well, uh, I love seeing that, Matt. I love seeing this trend. And I think uh, as long as you quit amicably, starting your own thing is, is a great thing. And seeing that upward trend is is great. Uh, Let's talk about gift cards for a second, Matt, because gift card scams are on the rise too, not just entrepreneurship. And there was this really, really interesting article on CNET this week about a band of, I'm going to call them like Robin Hood-esque people (laughs) who are attempting to shut down rings of scammers. So like Avengers of the Night, like almost like kind of like these Batman style. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like the signal goes up and they go uh, attack the people who are scamming folks, right? Uh, Scamming people specifically out of money that's on gift cards that they have. And I think this is cool because mostly these scams go unreported. And when they do get reported, there's almost nothing that law enforcement does to fight back. And so, yeah, we'll link to this article in our show notes because it's worth reading. Uh, But the reason we bring this up is not just to tell you that something cool is going on out there, that there are people, roving bands of people, attacking the gift card scammers and trying to bring down their businesses. The the scam baiters, like, you know, like you bait a fish. Exactly. I like it. And then they (laughs) club them over the head. (laughs) And and so if, if, if someone ever reaches out to you, and want you to pay with a gift card. It's a scam. And there are so many yep. ripoffs that go down like this. Like, And this has become so common. It's terrible. So many people lose money this way. And of course, the reason they do this is because that payment then is not traceable. Mm-hmm. It is truly devious. And it's nice to know that there are people out there who are trying to bring down that nefarious system. That's right. Yeah. So for more sitting, gift cards are not a good gift. We've talked about this before on the show. Uh, trading real money for a gift card only makes sense if you're getting a great discount in order to do it, right? If you're uh, getting $50 worth of goods for only $40, that kind of thing. But with the holidays just around the corner, if you haven't purchased a gift for someone, like you might be tempted to grab a gift card last minute. But we would advise you to avoid gift cards altogether. Not necessarily because of the scam rings out there. All of you How to Money listeners out there are fairly sophisticated. We specifically want you to look out for those around you. We don't think that you're going to have your money necessarily stolen. But it's because the stats show that $3 billion in gift card funds are never redeemed. And so there's a good chance of that money going to, to complete waste. Uh, so instead, just give an actual gift, give some cash with a thoughtful note instead. There are a lot of different options uh, rather than the sort of the token gift card. And in fact, I am pretty excited about my ability to use a gift card Saturday morning at a local coffee shop that's been just knocking around our junk drawer for the past like two, <laughs> two or three years. Uh, I am so stoked to redeem 
that money and uh, kind of stick it to the man in my own way. Yeah, no, I, I have the same. I think we all have those gift cards yes. that are lining around. And so, of course, you and I were on this mission to make oh, yeah. cash not uh, a dirty <laughs> gift, to make it actually a great gift. And, and um, so, yeah, they're better than gift cards. Let's be honest. All right, Matt, we got more stories to get to including one about travel insurance and what you need to know before you book a trip. We'll get to that and more right after this break. Jill, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of but it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. 
A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. All right, Joel, this is our Friday flights. We're going to talk about that travel story here uh, in a little bit. Do you and Emily, do you all have any travel planned anytime soon? A trip down to Orlando to visit... Which you're gonna Her be? Mom. You're, you're, you're gonna be driving. No, uh, no flying in the no airplane. Flights. Yeah, uh, I hope to actually get a this this uh, 2022 man. This is the 15th anniversary for Kate and I. So I really should start thinking now about what that's gonna look like uh, this fall. I'm thinking one of those uh, blue blue origin space flights. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I just saw that one guy actually went to the space station. Uh, super cool. <laughs> yeah. The other guys before they're only in space for like a minute. This guy is spending like, like two weeks, right? So awesome. Yeah. Like that's the kind of space. If you're gonna do it, like go all out. <laughs> go, go to go to the ISS. I don't think the accommodations are super nice up there, though. <laughs> okay, let's get to our ludicrous headline of the week. This one is from the Washington Post and our uh, friend of the show, Michelle Singletary. But the headline reads, new rules allow debt collectors to track you down on social media. Joel, starting last week, debt collectors can now hound you on social media. And we, we actually do mean hound because unlike when debt collectors contact you uh, via the phone, you know, with a phone call, There's no limit to the number of messages that they can send you by text message or via social media. They are limited to seven phone calls within a seven-day period of time. But if you owe some debt, you might find your DMs blowing up. Sounds like a whole lot of fun, right? (laughs) (laughs) But luckily, we're not completely uh, hung out to dry. We're not completely on our own because collectors actually have to follow three specific rules. And these are rules issued by the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. First of all, the messages have to be private. And so no posting on your timeline. They can't post in your comments uh, anywhere else that isn't completely private to your eyes only. Secondly, they have to identify themselves as a debt collector. So there's, you know, like no shady business where they like they're going to pretend to be a friend of yours from high school. <laughs> that kind of thing. Hey, Judy, miss you. By the way, <laughs> pay up. And then lastly, they have to include a simple way for you to opt out being contacted on that platform. And it's got to be really simple, really easy to do. And they have to do that with every single message that they send. And so, you know, on one hand, I understand sort of like the ludicrous elements of this because it's like, holy crap, like we're not safe anywhere. But on the other hand, I do feel that this is fairly reasonable because the, the pr- previously, like these rules were set out like in the 70s. Text messages, social media, these things did not exist. So I want to be reasonable. I think that it's okay for us to be reached out But as long as the debt collectors are 
following the rules. And as we all know, there's always uh, some rotten apples that kind of ruin things for everybody. That's right. Yeah. And so it's good to know the rules so in advance so that if something happens, if you get contacted via social media and they do not uh, abide by those three rules, you can contact the CFPB and report that debt collector. Let them know. Exactly. So, uh, Matt, speaking of that, let's talk about credit scores. You and I, we've had our gripes with the credit scoring system over the years. The system. It's, yeah, speaking of understanding the rules and how things work. Yeah, it's kind of complex. And uh-huh. a lot of people don't understand how it works. And so because of that, uh, because of how convoluted things are, a lot of people have poorer credit scores than they should have. You know, once you know how the system works and what makes for a good score, it's it's easy to cater your spending habits, the, the way you use credit in order to increase your score. But if you don't understand the way it works behind the scenes, then you're going to have a harder time. Mm -hmm. So there's so many folks in our country who have no score or who have rough scores, and that just impacts them in a whole slew of ways. But the New York Times reported this week that a bunch of forward-looking companies are trying to figure out how to bypass the credit bureaus and find other ways to verify your credit worthiness. They're calling these new models AI credit scores or artificial intelligence credit scores. And so, yeah, considering the problems with the credit scoring system these days, I think some of these AI credit scores are going to be good things. I think we've actually already seen and are continuing to see uh, some of these being implemented, and most of the effects are positive. That's right. Most of the effects. And so far, they've been positive. Because <laughs> I feel like it always depends on how much data you're willing to fork over, because uh, that's kind of the big, like the looming threat, right? When it comes to some of the different software and some of the different apps, uh, it's like, hey, this is actually a free service to you. And in your mind, you should be thinking, yeah, it's quote unquote free as long as I give you all of my data, all of my information. It's the actual price I'm paying. Exactly. Yeah. And so these companies are mining just other widely available data in order to make a better decision about whether or not not they should extend credit to you. We, you know, we've talked about the pedal card, which uses your banking history to give you what they call a cash score based on your income, plus your spending and saving patterns, instead of using a score from one of the credit bureaus. And that Times article profiles a company called Upstart that is working with banks to offer loans to folks without great credit. And you know, like while we think that you should be careful before bringing in any new debt into your life, of course, uh, it is great to see just a new model outside of the main three bureaus. We are glad to see that the, these different companies are looking at just the vast quantity of other data that is worth looking at besides what it is that Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion currently take into account. And of course, this can make a big difference, not only in whether or not you get approved for a loan or not, but also, of course, the interest rate that you'll pay. Exactly. Yeah, you might find that going with a traditional old school bank who uses your old school traditional credit score from one of the credit bureaus offers you one rate and then you go somewhere else. Uh, so I thought you meant like old school bank, like uh, it's a wonderful life, just like a handshake <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Like no credit scores here, just like, do I know your papa? No, no. I'm saying <laughs> that like if you go tr- go the traditional route right, and they're yeah. using your credit score, you might get one rate uh, offer and then you go some, uh, to a company who's uh, using one of these new AI credit scores and you might get uh, a much more precise, a better rate because of the fact that they're taking more data into yeah, account when totally. they're making that decision. I'll just baiting you with a uh, it's a it's a wonderful life. In that one, don't make your, me cry, it's Matt. One of your favorite uh, Christmas movies. I cry right? every time I watch it. So I literally haven't watched it in like I, I, like ten years or something like that. I cannot remember the last time that I actually sat down and watched it. That's good. Uh, it's a good to, one. I'll remedy that this season. It's a tearjerker. But Matt, let's move on to our next story. This one is about travel and travel insurance. With let's the, hear it. We haven't really talked much, you and I, about the the 
Omicron variant. What, good job. I feel, there Did was I a lot right? of confusion early on as to how you, like, is it, oh, I don't even know how people were saying, but it's Omicron. It, That's how I, I mean. Every time I It's see, the most natural way to say it, Omicron. Yeah. It, it, uh, Easy. For some reason, it reminds me of the Transformers. Was there a Transformer named Omicron? Oh. Or something similar to that? I didn't really watch Transformers when I was a kid. Me neither. But I watched, I watched He-Man. I watched Inspector Gadget. Uh, you know, all the other classics. Darkwing Duck. Hey, what if the uh, the old variant was Delta? What if this variant was called, like, Southwest? So. <laughs> you just name them all after all the airlines. They're not hurting enough, Matt. I, I know, exactly. It yeah. seems like an, an unfair uh, thing were that to be the case. Yes. Yeah, let's not do that. But uh, the question is, do you need to purchase trip insurance if you're headed on a domestic or international trip? And we'd say the answer is that depends. Mm -hmm. Because before you buy a policy, it's important to know what it covers. For instance, almost no trip insurance policy is going to cover your cancellation because of COVID fears. Like Matt, my brother-in-law, recently went to Michigan, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't sure if he was going to take the trip because cases were up in Michigan. And even if he had trip insurance, it would not have helped him out in that case that is not a valid reason to cancel your trip. It's not included in that fine print. Exactly. And on the other hand, if you get sick from COVID or really sick with something else and you have a doctor's note that says that, then your trip insurance plan is going to cover it in almost all cases. And so we would say, yeah, if you need to purchase trip insurance, make sure that you know what you're getting. Like you said, Matt, read the fine print because you can purchase uh, trip insurance that is cancel for any reason trip insurance, which allows you to cancel for any reason okay. and that's cfar yes insurance but that costs more and it also doesn't refund you the full price of your trip and so even in that case it's like great i'll be golden i can cancel for whatever reason i want and it's like yes you can but that mm-hmm. that insurance still costs you money and you don't get actually a full reimbursement for what you spent you you, you got to know what you're getting into and also shop the open market there are sites like SquareMouth and insuremytrip.com where you should go to take a look don't just get the insurance policy that is on the airlines page when you're buying your tickets. Uh, Go out there in the open market and make sure you get a better deal and hopefully a policy that covers you for what you actually need. Square mouth. Weird name, good company. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, a new Gallup survey uh, that was just released reveals that almost half of Americans are feeling financial pain because of what's happening with inflation. Maybe that might be a a situation you find yourself in. And, uh, you know, we are seeing gas prices starting to recede a little bit. Higher prices at the pump and at the grocery store have, in particular, been incredibly hard for lower income households to absorb. And I mention that because we're actually going to do a deep dive on inflation, how it's making us a little crazy how we should be reacting to inflation. We'll actually uh, cover that on next Wednesday's episode, so you can look forward to that. Yeah, I feel like so many headlines touching on inflation, and it's probably like it's like water cooler talk now for so many people. It's like, oh man, have you seen the prices here and here? And mm-hmm. is it transitory? Is it not transitory? Is like feels like the word of the year to me. <laughs> We've used it so much more than ever before. But yeah, we'll we'll kind of get into some of our thoughts and how you should think about inflation next week. Looking forward to that one. But Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. For folks who want the show notes and links to some of the the items that we mentioned on this episode, you can find those at our website at how to money.com. That's right, man. So until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the, the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you.